there'll be people coming down, they'll mash it up with Herb, we've got intel. They'll be looking to destroy your place. They treated like, me like a... Uh, like you. Well, I'll never forgive them for that. <laughs> like a Britney moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm a mad just cutting... Hello, I'm David Vianich. And I'm Smets Gonzalez. And this is Stripped, brought to you by William Hill. On this show, we talk to celebrity guests as we get nostalgic looking back at retro football shirts that made us fall in love with the game. Our guests pick four shirts that tell the story of their life. The first one, the haunted one, the unforgettable one, and the named one. Listen, today's guest. Mm. Woo! Ooh. The greatest. In fact, this is why I'm just like this. Because mm. he taught me about swag. <laughs> I remember when he dressed up with a white... Anyway, we'll talk about it after. Ladies and gentlemen, Rio Ferdinand! How you doing? How you doing? How are you, you right? Not man, bad. Right. Didn't see you long ago, did I? Didn't see you for ages. Grew my hair. I know, I bet you change it's a new guy. I don't even know if it's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That seems real, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Season's just started. Happy. Always happy when it... You know, it's boring without this football playing, isn't it? Oh, so, man. season's about happy. What do you think of his attire? You could give us some some ratings on yeah, well, both um, of us, but I think specs speci yeah, specially made the, an the, effort. It's coordinated color, coordinated. I like he's just mixing like the hat from a different generation, different era with the new flex. Uh, I'm liking it. I've, it. I've never been a fan of zip. No, the zip on the t-shirt is a mad one because it, it makes a shirt hang funny, man. <laughs> yeah. Because what do you mean? put in? The, what, yeah, what like, are you looking to to, to, to hide in there? No, nah, but this is about Auntie's design, so... Oh, sorry, right. <laughs> uh, Auntie, sorry, I'm sorry, Auntie Specs, sorry. <laughs> no, but for real, I never understood yeah, the zip t-shirt. Yeah, it's true. I don't know, I don't know why she's she done pockets. that. She's tried to be unique. Did your auntie really make that? Yeah, she made this t-shirt, yeah. Is it? Yeah. I'm just wearing her stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, Freeman's, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell her to take the zip off. <laughs> yeah, of course, well, how you man. been though, real man? How's I've life? been good, How's man. I'm, I'm alright. I've got a, a young baby. Well, he's oh, wow. 18 months now. So oh, congratulations. Thanks. I like just a lot of time with him. The other kids as well, like an Uber driver at times. Um, You're an Uber getting, driver. Getting them about to places to train and all that stuff. Is it? Yeah, like without my my dad and my father-in-law and stuff like that. It, Sorry, I legit just in my head. I, you I thought just I meant thought I was Uber doing driver. Uber No, 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 no. I weren't getting ratings and that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was good. I was good when I. No, it's, it's like, but just doing loads of stuff with the kids, along with all the stuff that you guys see like on the TV and mm, socials. The mm. YouTube, obviously, Viable 5. I feel like yeah. your, your channel's really blowing up, man. Mm. I see it everywhere. Yeah, it's, you know what? We just made a, like, an effort to be consistent with, with content. You know what it's like. You've got to be consistent and bring every stuff day. out all the time. So we're like, we're up to probably about seven or eight pieces a week now, like, every day. So like, we're just going to try and keep growing that out and get to as many pieces a week we can get to without like oversaturating it. But... It's good, man. We got like, what, what I like about it and what, like, that's how I met you first, wasn't it, Vuj? It was more like cross-pollinating people that love football with fans who aren't necessarily in the public eye, but are doing the digital and the socials and that with ex-players and current players. And I think just bringing that and merging that together is definitely where we sit at five. So like, we're going to continue pushing that. Sick. So maybe they employ us at some point. Bruv, this is all right here. I've got a contract in the back, man. Yeah, my, my I'm ready, man. Me, so the contract's always here. So <laughs> yeah, I had, had my gap here, grew my hair, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? There's um, like friends rates, isn't it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. I know, I've heard about your lots rates. It's a madness. I've heard about it. Is it? No, 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 no it's all right. I'm, 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 I'm still Flexible. Flexible. He, I mean, he's done 11 years in the game. I'm, I'm only seven in. Oh, but you know it? when you're like, uh, like a, let's say, let's say pioneer, but you've done mm -hmm. it early. Mm -hmm. Yeah, afterwards you, you go to friendly sometimes. Mm. Yeah, your your boy's mm. got a, a retirement game. You know, like Stankovic. <laughs> yeah, 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 I gotta yeah. be right back. And, yeah, yeah, you don't need to be saying. the main man. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, but that's because when you don't do that when you're confident in your ability. Mm. Mm. You only do that when you're confident in your ability when yeah. you've proven and, yeah, you, and people know and you know that people know. Yeah. You can afford to say, "No, I'm stepping back for a bit. I'm gonna come back now, and I'm still gonna have to glow." Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Should we go into the shirts? Of course, man. Go I mean. The show's called Stripped. We're here to talk about, you know, shirts and obviously when it comes to defending, you know, I've, I've told you face-to-face, -face, foot manager. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Tackling 20, marking 20. 20 is the highest yeah. attribute on foot manager. Yeah. And it was hard to even sign players like real. Mm. You know what I mean? But we want to talk about the shirt that made you fall in love with the game. Of course, it's the West Ham 1996. <laughs> Reminds me of Julian Dix. Yeah, 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 them times, yeah. Them time, Julian yeah. Dix, Ian Bishop, John Moncur, John Moncur, them type of players. Samasiabu? 
Just a bit after, oh, maybe. A bit after. Uh, a bit after, but yeah. But that, that shirt is the one I made my debut in. Um, Let me look at this shirt It's right got now. number 32 on the back. Never wore that number ever again. It was is the it? first season that I, I, I wore it. It was just like, it was amazing, man. It was, um, to pull the kit on and go on at Upton Park, especially your first game. And there's, but there, to be honest, with you, I, was, I was, as a young player, there was like a lot of hype around me. My name was already out there. So I was coming on, people knew what I was expecting. And they're expecting a certain level Right, we've heard about him. What's he got on like the proper stage now under the lights? And so to do that, and to, and I always said as a kid, my my kind of mantra on my estate when you're sitting in the stairwells on the estate was always like all of my mates. We used to sit there and go, if I could play one minute of professional football, I'd die a happy man. And so I managed to go that that when I go on the pitch there, there's almost a moment of like excel, like I've done what we've been talking about. But then obviously, then there's new targets, bang, immediately. Yeah, I mean, this shirt, Dagenham Motors. What was Dagenham Motors? Dagenham Motors was like a, um, like a car sales showroom type thing in Dagenham. Whoa. It was like iconic around Essex and East London sides. And you know what it meant as well, which was the best thing for me as a player, as a young kid, I got to get a Mondeo free company car. Remember the Mondeos? Whoa, yeah, Ford bruv. Mondeo. Yeah, bruv. They give you a free Mondeo. I had a saloon at 18, 19 years Ooh. old. It was madness. I used to love Ford. My, my uncle had an Escort. Yeah, cool. yeah. Oh yeah. I like the Ford car. Ford car. See, K8. my first car was a Ford Fiesta 1.3 freestyle. Banging. They had a Fiesta. Is it? 1.23 door, yeah. Yeah. Base box. Yeah. Oh, I remember I missed that base box. You should take the, the cassette player out yeah. used to get anywhere so no one would nick it. Did you have electric windows? Because I had the On the Mondeo I had electric but my one, the one my first car I bought I had to wind it up and down. Yeah. Like my kids would never know what that meant. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? That's mental. Kids these days don't know what wind up. Yeah, mad. Kids don't know what VHS is. No, no, no. Verse. Cassettes and that. No, Betamax. That's crazy, I don't know what Teletext man. is. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Oh, that's, 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 that's how I booked my first boy's holiday on Teletext. That's oh, yeah. You can, you yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll yeah. come up on the first page. The holiday section on Teletext, mm -hmm. you'd have an image of a palm tree, pixelated, yeah. <laughs> and like a towel. And that's how you that's how like, sold you your there. holiday. <laughs> I'm going there and hoping to see that tower and that palm tree when I get there. I want all of this back. No, I want all of this Even back. football results, you should yeah. take you 20 minutes yeah. to see yeah. the football results. Because yeah. if you miss your page, where you're, the score you're looking for, you have to wait for it to go back page round. 12. Yeah, yeah, page 12, yeah. I'm a Neil Mellor, <laughs> Arsenal, Liverpool. That's where I find out at Liverpool won. Is it? 2-1, 90th minute, Neil no, Mellor. Wow, the technological evolution. How have you found that, like, actually? Because Dagenham Motors now, where is it? I don't know. Nothing exists, yeah, does it? They probably don't exist, or they're selling cars online somewhere. I don't know, but or they merge with someone, maybe auto trader or whatever. But yeah, the the technic like technology is obviously coming to the game. Even like even data wasn't a word used mm. in football. Do you know what I mean? Mm. In terms of like from nutrition to output physically when you're on the pitch, like you can't like but back in the train players. You Neil Ruddock and people like that will go like today. I'm just tossing it off. I ain't gonna train hard. I'll just go and stand on the left wing do nothing, get through it. Whereas now, you've got guys on the side of the pitch with all of these keyboards, the data just coming in per second. Oh, he's, he's, he ain't doing it what he should be doing. He's not running. He's not doing it, so you can't hide no more. It's mad. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too, like, there's too much statistics. Mm. That's why I play the old football manager. Because I feel like <laughs> new football manager is just too much of this, you know, he ran down that line 16 times. I don't want to know that. I just want to play the game. Yeah, you want the goals, you know I mean? assistant yeah. goals, that's it. Yeah. yeah. VAR, I mean? obviously, Stefan in the Premier League has been a bit, a bit controversial recently with the yeah. VAR. I don't know what the refs are like. No, some I don't know what they're on. The Brighton goal the other day, um, Mendy the other day. Like, you're just thinking, like, some of the decisions, even like the, the, the officials they, who look after the refs come out and said they got two of the VAR decisions wrong this week. So, like, it's just. You think with the computers and, and human eye, they can't get it wrong, surely, mm. but they are. Well, what do you think it is in the Prem that's getting where refs are getting it wrong, where it doesn't seem like the same complaints are happening in Serie A or, or, or La Liga? It seems like here it's just a problem. I don't know. I just feel that the ref should just go in, go to the side at every big decision and go, bang, it's my eye will tell you if that's right. Mm. Do you know what I mean, got the video there, bang, just do it. The little ones, the ones that are obvious, let someone at Stockley Park do it. But when there's a big decision to be made, because you know what, us fans, we want to blame someone. Uh, we do that blame. Uh, we're like used a, to it. We like blame. Uh, so I, if it was so. up to me, I wouldn't have technology involved in decision making. I want to blame the ref and I want to blame the linesman and I want it to create debate in the pub, in your front room. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Yeah. It's part of the game. Definitely, definitely. But I mean, they're dagging the motors. We had, you know, Pony as a sponsor. 
Like I know. Pony, oh, yeah, pony. pony meant what back in the day? Like, oh, yeah. it's rubbish. Poo. Yeah, poo. What? Yeah, pony, pony was like poo. poo. You didn't know that? No. Well, really? Yeah. That's... Pony was animal. No, yeah. <laughs> but it's an animal. That's but... why I used to think the kit was dusty. Like, I used to think pony kit, nah. And the collar is a strong collar. Yeah, the yeah, collar. yeah, yeah. But it was floppy though. Yeah, is it? Floppy collar. Floppy, what so big collar. Like... Yeah, it was hitting you in the chin and that. It was mad. The kit was, a, the, if you will look at the kit on me as well, Bang. it's about five or six sizes too big for me. What that's was it? a 5XL? Yeah, it's a John Artson kit or something like that. It was a madness. <laughs> that's, how I wear, that's how I wear my clothes, man. Yeah, it worked yeah. for me. It is, it is like a robe. And like when you think about it now, the kits are tight and snug, showing off man's physique. And I was skinny back then as well, so I was happy it was baggy. Yeah. And the kits have, do you prefer, so you think you, you prefer the, the baggier kits? No, general? I'd rather be wearing the tight kits now. Playing? But what, Aerodynamic you, and that. Would you wear them off the pitch? Like, do, you ever, do you wear kits on like a fashion? If I was wearing a fashion tick kit now, I'd want a baggy kit, if yeah. I'm honest. Yeah. But on the pitch, pitch, on the, on the pitch I want the aerodynamic. I don't want a bit, someone to be able to grab my shirt. I say, it makes sense. Like, technology as well. Yeah, Traore, Vaseline in his arms and that madness, mm. isn't it? Remember? We're going to go back real to where it started. Like, you know, how did you get into the West Ham Academy? Because I've always tried to get, obviously, I'm not that far behind you, mm. but I tried to get in that West Ham Academy and it was ballers. It, just, it was like in their veins. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know what, I was at QPR, yeah? Mm. And then my district, I played for a team called Blackheath District. And Frank Lampard's dad, don't know how, found me and asked me to come down. He knew the manager of my team, Dave Goodwin, said, come down, come down. Said no a few times and all of a sudden, because back then you could go to club to club. I could go to, f for four weeks, I could go one club one week, another club another week, another club another week. That's how I could do it back, back then. Now you can't do that. You go somewhere, you've got to stay there. And if you want to leave, you've got to pay compensation, whereas you, I could move freely. So I went to, after a couple of weeks of asking, I went to West Ham and I turned up to West Ham training in a QPR kit. And all the, that, the few of the boys were giving me a little bit of grief, a few tackles, like almost like you're taking liberties coming there like that. And I didn't go back. I said, I ain't going back there. I got there late as well because traveling was like two and a half hours from my house. It was long. I just thought this isn't me. And then Frank Lampard, dad come watch me a few times again, asking me, please come back. And then the rest is history. I went down there and I just fell in love with West Ham. And was you always a centre-back? Or... No, no, I played midfield. I was a midfielder. I scored goals. I was like Frank Lampard before Frank. Oh, oh whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <Quite> okay. <laughs> I was so, banging in goals. I was the goal scorer. So midfield. you were the original Frank Lampard scoring yeah, goals in midfield? Frank Lampard saw me and thought, right, that's a bit of me. Frank, tell him. Don't lie. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Like, he was a year older than me, Frank. So right. he come a couple of times to watch me play even. It was mad. And when his dad was asking me to go. And I went and then... I only went centre-back when a player didn't turn up. A player defended it and turned up and the manager, because I was quite tall, the manager said, Rio, you play centre-back? And I said, yeah, for one week, it's fine. Then all of a sudden, five weeks later, I'm still playing centre-back. And I'm saying, no, no, this ain't where your name gets up in lights. This ain't Hollywood. I need to be, I want to score goals and be like the man that people are singing about. Centre-backs don't get that. And the guy, I remember the coach, Paul Heffer, said, like, if you want to be serious about making it as a player, we think centre-back's going to be the position. And from when I heard that, I was a centre-back. You were focused from young. Yeah, Sounds like what, you I was just desperate to play, be a professional. Mm. Desperate, like I was like obsessed with it. Like me and my mates, I'd play Sunday league game and then I'd go down the park and do mad like work on something like with my mate, just passing the ball to each other or whatever. And like go and play with like older, older guys on my, or just off my estate in a place called like Burgess Park, mm. where it's be like a load of like African guys from different parts of Africa used to go and congregate on a Sunday and just play like all grown men. And we used to go there, I was like 13, 14, and they would just kick the life out of you really. But you, if to play, you had to be like, one you could take getting kicked and you had to be like strong character-wise to deal with the cousins. Hmm. So it was good, man. Good, great, great, like breeding ground, definitely. Yeah. What is it about South London that produces so many? Yeah, because so many balls. Mm. It's mad. Like, have you seen that South River documentary? Not yet. Look it up, it's like about Young players coming from South, from South London, like you've got Tammy Abrahams, Joe, uh, Joe Gomez, Sancho, Callum, Hudson Odoi. Um, there's loads, obviously, me, there's loads, righty, et cetera. There's so many. And it's like, I don't know what it is. It's just like there, there's a difference of like South London players, the way they even carry the ball, the way they move. It's just like, there's, and the cages, playing in the cage. Mm. Farrah Williams said that as well. Wasn't she South London? Yeah, she's actually going. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She, and she, they played in the cage as well. Yeah. Most, oh, ca most capped, most, most capped player, player ever. Yeah, yeah. men and women. Because I was, I was, I was born in South. Wait. Yeah, I was born in um, Deptford. Deptford. Was you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mum's moved to the North. 
quickly. Mm. And I, that's, I feel like, that's one of the reasons why I didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, so, you, it's true. You got let down by North London. Oh, man. I, I, lived, I grew up in North West London. Okay. That's a strange part. Whereabouts? North, well, Kilburn, Wilsdon. Yeah, what players come from them side? <laughs> 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 think we have? What players come from there? I don't know any. I don't think there is one. Other than you, yeah, yeah, someone. Just rappers. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're good at rap, right, rapper production. Yeah, football not so much, but obviously West Ham. So who did you grow up supporting then? I did. You know what? It's weird. I didn't really support a team properly. I um I loved players. Okay. And my favourite players was like. John Barnes, so mm. I watched a lot of Liverpool and a lot, a lot of my mates were Liverpool fans. So I watched a lot of Liverpool as a kid. But John Barnes was the reason. I loved Gaza and I loved Paul Lintz. They were my three and then Maradona as well. Did you ever own a Liverpool kit? Um, did I? I don't think I did, no. Okay. I don't, I might, uh, I don't think I did. Um. But I got given one because I asked him for it. John Barnes, he gave me the candy kit. Yeah. <sighs> Unbelievable. You got it? Yeah, with a 10, number 10 on the back. It was, he must have been so tight because it was so small, like a little kid's kit. But it was like, he gave me one of his kits that he played in it, unbelievable. Rio, you say Paul Ince. You know, Paul Ince was the, the first black England captain. Mm. Now, was you aware that you were going to be the next, because obviously you're the first black permanent captain mm. for England. Did you, like, are you aware of the, the importance of that? Yeah, completely. Like, you know, straight away, like, you know what it means as well to the community as well, black people. And to be able to like get to that point, it was just unfortunate I didn't get to go to the World Cup because I got injured on the eve of the World Cup because so, uh, Emil Heskey dropped on my leg. Emil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Was it training? <laughs> yeah, in training the day before, the two days before, madness. But um, no, to be named as a captain full-time, there's definitely, you do, you do, you do know and like immediately like, raw as a, as a black guy, this is a big moment. Mm. So we had um, we had Lescott. That's it. Lescott. We had we were sitting right on that chair. He told us a little story. Um, he basically said in 2007, Estonia game, England were playing Estonia, mm. and at half time, Rio Ferdinand decides to come off because his back's hurting him, mm. and he looks at Lescott and says, um, "Enjoy, enjoy." But apparently, your back weren't hurting you. You just wanted to give Lescott a chance to play. Is yeah, that true? That, yeah, because I know what it's like to be Jolien in that position. Like, you're desperate to get on. Plus, I had a game on the weekend I wanted to be fit for as well. So, like, I, 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 I was quite aware of stuff like that, to be fair, as a player. And it's new, you can't ever put into words what it feels like to play for England. So, to see an ex-man do it and, like, you pass the torch a little bit like that, was I, I, I was definitely aware of that type of thing. You know what I mean, and plus I had Alex Ferguson saying, if you play more than 45 minutes, you're dead. <laughs> oh, so you, we didn't know that part of the story. So yeah, there's so many different contexts. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Because to me, it seemed like just Rio was like, you know what? Obviously, he was in your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Alex Ferguson was also in your thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah for, for certain games, etc. But yeah, but like, first it was like, I know that Jolien's sitting there like, and he, he can get, he's got a chance to get on. Because mm. you know what happened to me and why it made me like this and made me think like this. Mm. I was at the World Cup in 98. I was like 18, 19 years old. And Glenn Hoddle said to me, Rio, get ready to go on. And it was like about five, 10 minutes to go in one of the games. And Paul Lintz went down with a little niggle and pretended that he had something wrong with him. And then he got brought off for a midfielder. So I never got to go on. And I sat, I thought, raw, Incy man, I used to love you as a kid as well. Like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. Devastated. And I didn't get to play in the World Cup, in that, in that World Cup. I went, but I never got, I got a new substitute and I had a, a chance. But he wasn't aware of what was going on on the side, but he just like killed my chance. So I, when, I, when I saw situations like that with Jolien coming about, I, I was always quite aware of what happened to me. Yeah, he seemed quite grateful. Hmm. It's a good move. I think it's a good move and it shows hmm. that. He owes you, man. He owes you. No, he does. He does. Yeah. What Brilliant can you owes me. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What, what can this sort do for you right now? I don't know. I have to figure it out. I'm not like. Give him a login for Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, could me, he could give me an under 21 cap now if I wanted it. He's a 21 coach, isn't it? Under 21 yeah. coach for England. Oh, yeah. Would you do that? Just play for under 21, just like a game. Yeah, if I could now, like, just go and play a cricket. Huddleston game. does it. Yeah, yeah, he does it for Man United. Yeah, just 
ah, that was great. I just see him coming on. I was like, yeah, what man. is going on here? <laughs> it's, it's a thing now, isn't it? Like you've got Spearing, I think Jay Spearing was doing it yeah, in Liverpool. Um, Paul McShane was doing it at United before Tom Hardiston. So I think it's a thing to give the younger players experience and talk them through moments and that. It's good. The unforgettable show, let's go to that one. The unforgettable mm -hmm. one. The one you always remember. Man United home kit, 1992-94. Strings on the on the collar. Yeah, the strings on the collar was a big thing, but also it was like the, the players that played in that. It was like a moment as well. So Alex Ferguson, like the, the like that team and that era was just born out of that moment mm. um, of domination. It just started there, and the, the the pictures that I always remember, especially when I signed for Man United, one of the memories that came back to me was always of Brian Robson and Steve Bruce lifting the Premier League. It's like a big moment in the history of Man United, and so that kit. With them players as well, Cantner coming as well, man. Like, oh, a legend. The input that he had as well going forward. So, yeah, big. What are you going to fly kick when you fly kick that guy in the stands? The technique was on point, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Mad yeah. technique. It was good technique. But if you, if you hear what the guy said, really, he deserved it, innit? Did he go a bit crazy? Yeah, he said a bit like some derogatory terms, like it weren't nice. So, like the guy, he wouldn't say that in Tesco's in R4. Would he? Mm. True. Then you could have you know to flag him into the Pringles. Yeah, exactly. It would be <laughs> over. Or, the, or the, you know what I mean? The, the, the fresh food and fresh fish. Yeah. Messed him up. So, so you did you like the, the strings on, on the... On yeah. The, I like the look of them, but I used to think practicality-wise, I don't know if it's great it because if you chest the ball, mm. it's going to hurt. Like you say, the string flicking up in your eye, you go Imagine blind for 30 seconds. Taking a pen and it just... Yeah. yeah. I, I was I <laughs> a fan. If, if it's not Shabba Ranks wearing that, <laughs> That's the only person I think should be wearing strings because yeah. that was Shabba. So, but Mr. Loverman. It's a nice red, there's a nice little pattern on it as yeah. well. That's Seems the detail like... in that kit's nuts. Seriously, yeah, if you get it? close up to it, that behind, I don't know what it is even, but the detail's nice. Yeah, that's a little pattern, obviously sharp. Yeah. Good TVs, they made good Do you know TVs. what I used to think as well? If, 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 a, if a sponsor, you remember the kit by a sponsor as well. Mm. We've been talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Crown Paints, the Liverpool yep. kit, Candy, Candy, Liverpool kit, JVC, Carlsberg, Arsenal, Boston. iconic kits. Mm. Sharp falls into that category. Holston, Pills, Spurs. That's a good point. You know what the best one was? Go on. Nintendo Fiorentina. <sighs> no, that was dry. What? No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> who, was the, who was the main man then? Was it Batistuta? Batistuta. Rui Costa. Rui, oh, big player. Yeah, legend, legend. No, it's a very, 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 very good kit. So, when Man United were wearing this kit, Alex Ferguson was... Winning trophies. Mm. He was killing it. Did you ever know that he was going to call you and say, Rio, I want you, man? No, I didn't. And you know what, as well, I was actually jealous of Man United then because people were saying to me, after, a bit after this kit, actually, mm. they were saying to me, like, oh, like, it's mad. me and Frank Lampard went Magaluf one year, yeah? Mm. Okay, that sounds and, good. Um, yeah, really good trip, yeah. But it was, um, it was FA Cup final weekend. They were playing Newcastle and we were like, there was a load of, actually Le Leicester team were out there. We were having a drink with like, all the Leicester guys like Jerry Taggart and Neil Lennon and all them. And then I went toilet, I think United were winning, I don't know what it was, or they'd won. I went toilet and a fan came and it was like a United fan and he went, oh, I bet you'd love to play for us, wouldn't you, for Man United? And I went, never would I play for Man United, ever. Dead team, no chance. I was jealous because uh, they kept winning. And I was thinking, nah, man, they got that. Like, just... When other teams win, you get jealous and you, do, you hate a little bit and I was the hater at that oh, moment. Okay. But then when Sir Alex Ferguson came, mate, that was it. I didn't look back. So did you get the call from him? When did you first speak to Sir Alex? In 2002 World Cup, we went there and that was really when I came of age a little bit. Played well in the tournament. And I remember during that tournament, Sir Alex Ferguson was speaking to some of his players like Nicky Button and they were saying, well, you should come, man. You've got to come, Man United. It's bigger than being with England. When you go anywhere in the world, there's madness, like it's pandemonium when you go anywhere, like this chance to win. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Phew. and then that was it. My agent said to me that they put a bid in and uh, it was like a transfer record for a defender in the world. And I was like, got to go, man. My whole being of being a footballer was about winning. And up to that point, I hadn't won anything. And I was like 23, 24. And I was like, I need to go. Can't waste no more time. Loved it at Leeds. Had a great time, but I need to go. And that was it. Is, is, Will, is that when you wore the, the white trousers and the white blazer? To the, the white suit. White suit? Yeah. So was that you saying, okay, you know what? I'm here to win. I'm here to look good too. Because that, that white suit for me, you know. No, it was, it was mad. People always thought, <laughs> that suit's probably more famous than me, man. Where is it? Where is it? It's in my house, just in the... In the um, Can I borrow it? 
it would probably fit you as well. Yeah. I'll wear it with this hat. Yeah, this way you cold. would look sick, bro. No seriously, socks. you would look boom. Seriously. Good for Halloween. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I'm gonna bring it one time. I don't know what I'm gonna bring it right. out again and just let people see no, it. Put it on with no <laughs> shirt, do it on, chain. Do it on BT. But if I'm gonna do it, just come out one. Day. Yeah, Every I day. love it. I need that, United to get to a final or something, it. an iconic moment like. Well, like if United, let's say, all right, cool. What was it like? What, mm. Like a final or something? Yeah. Shake on it, so he does it. Man, United get to a final, you got to remind me because I'll forget. Yeah. Just, we're, we're, we'll the internet won't forget. We'll yeah, put this out yeah. this year. I'll do it. I'll well, final? No, not yeah, final. Yeah, final. No, I want to miss some foot. You say you, uh, you hey, say go final. No, it's got to be a good final. I say like top what? four. It's got to be like, no, top not top four. We're getting top four. It's too easy, yeah. bruv. So no, it's it's got to be like FA Cup final or Champions League final or Europa League well, final. And we can wear your suit. No, no, he'll wear it on TV. Yeah, but you've got to be there at least. And then you wear it for the like if the winning party or something like that after. Yeah, you wear it for Halloween. Something tells me the suit is sharp. Is it a shop or is it a designer? What do you mean? What do you mean? That shop, you know the... <laughs> what, made by the TV yeah. company? <laughs> <laughs> no, the suit is like, bruv. I went to... Do you remember this, the, the shop in London called Vertice? No. No. It was like the like mad designer place you could go Vertice. only getting one aways in there like from the like Italy and no. places I'm like I'm that. I'm no, I'm Prada and that weren't even... It was like exclusive like one away no. mad like names. Mm. Like you only get in like mad boutiques. Yeah. And I went in there and I weren't looking for a suit for a, to be unveiled as a Man United player. I just, I liked the suit, see it, put it on, and it just looked too, too hot not to buy it. Oh, if you wear a suit on TV and we just made that deal here, that's my will make. It'll be that sick. Was, that would be sick, yeah, though, yeah, just to bring yeah. it back. I'll wear it. It deserves it. The suit deserves to come back out. Serious. That and the blonde get... hair as well. Oh, oh my God. Imagine getting to dye the hair as well. You know, you already I mean, know. You already I'm know. Supporting you know, United, you know, I'm supporting United now. This is mad. Throw it back. I'm supporting United. Man. I'll dye my hair. I'll dye my hair blonde. That's why like, we got a similar swag. Because even there's a, there's another picture. Are you saying you have a similar swag to him? Of course. What now as well? Look at it, look at this picture. There's a picture oh, here of what? Rio Ferdinand, Paul Scholes, Dude, Wayne Rooney, John O'Shea, and Alan Smith. This is crazy. Right? We look like a gone wrong boy band. <laughs> this is. Poor. That's what they're called. Gone wrong boy band. That's yeah? a great name as well. That's great branding. What I love is someone's wearing Kalkani jeans here. Yeah, yeah. I who? Think, I don't know who is. It might have been a John O'Shea. John O'Shea maybe. Where did you log? What like, year was this? this year? What's going on here? I don't know, man. Where are you but, going? But everyone, this was like on an all dayer, I think. But that like, drinking session. But why did everybody but, have the mad collar and you had the V neck as well? Yeah, everyone. Like, but bruv, you know what? At, the, at that time, that I felt cool. so smooth. Sick, innit? Oh, I felt no one could talk to me about fashion. <laughs> but what was it about them days that the fashion was so bad? It was it? mad, innit? It was a transitional phase. You be, people were wearing like tight t, not tight, but snug t-shirts a lot of the time, and baggy, baggy, baggy trousers, the like boot mad cuts heavy, boot cuts, man. nuts. But all of this has come back though. But what I'm saying is mm. like everyone's got a picture like that in their locker, mm. where you look back and go, "Wow, who advised me here?" Mm. Mad. I guess it's the culture at the time, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it tells you that must have been the fashion because there's not one of us with a pair of skin tight drain drain pipe Ooh. trousers. It's a it's an ugly look. Do you think uh, Beck's got the cornrows from you? I don't know, you know. I'm not sure you had it first. He's done mad hair. No, you had it. You must have had it first. Surely it was you. It was you. Definitely you. Maybe. I don't know. He might have had it before me, you know. Maybe he influenced you. That's mad. Maybe. Bex out of all people. I. You know what? The only reason. You know what the influence was for me to get cornrows. Go on. The drug test. Because I got banned, didn't it, for for the drug test? Yeah. Because I missed it. I didn't go to it to prove my innocence that I hadn't taken any form of substances, I uh, had to get my, let my hair get to, to, I think it was two inches or something like that, to a certain length, so mm -hmm. that you could take a hair follicle test that would go back like, I think it goes back a year or 18 months oh. to test if you've had any type of madness in your system. So uh, to prove my innocence, I grew my hair. Okay. That was the reason why. And then the braids came. Mad. Smart, I didn't know that, you know? Yeah. But it looked good though. I know. Uh, we have a, what, what, what was that? Why, why did they get you again? Oh, I forgot that. Um, uh, oh, you're meant to do a drug test. A guy comes in the training ground and then I forgot that he was there and I went to, uh, out for lunch with mm. Al Berkovich actually. Bruh, and then, yeah. And then when I was with him, I looked at my messages like, really, drug, drug test, you missed, you haven't done it. And I said, oh, I'm coming back now. Nah, now nah, they've left. And that was it. And then they just. Because just... there was a whole palaver over that. Oh, mate. That they treated like... me like a. Like you. Bruv, I'll never forgive them for that because there was like people that had done worse and very similar to what I'd done and never been treated like that before. Oh, so you won't forgive the media or is it just in all general? All of them, every, all of them, I put them all together. Because yeah, I remember that was a, a real... 
Yeah. And it was as simple as that. It was, you went out for dinner, I missed it, came I back. might do a show on it, seriously. Yeah, you probably should. Exclusive here. Well, as in like talk about it properly, properly in depth. Because yeah. I think it's good for people to know and understand. I think there's still a lot of football fans out there thinking, you know, there's no smoke without fire. Yeah. I mean, like, did, you, like, did you light up a little bit? Yeah. Maybe he you... must have been, he must have took one little hit of something or something like that. He must have been in it. Or... Mad. Maybe at a party, jumping yeah. accident. Yeah, there will be, there'll be people that smoke. think that. Yeah, there'll be people that think that, but... So one day you'll potentially release that mm. as a just yeah. get off your chest, get out. Yeah, it might yeah. as well. These yeah, days as well. well. Mm. Yeah, scream at like... the TV and scream at the camera and that. <laughs> like a full promotional yeah. one. Yeah. Like a Britney moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have a mad just cut you. Mad one. I love that with you reffing. Yeah, exactly. With you in the background, just... I've got your back, I've got your back, man. Listen, um... I was working. You know, I was at a shoot the other day and I, I met working for the first time and he didn't even shake my hand. So when you joined Man United, how was he? How was he? No, he was funny, man. He's is a it? funny guy, yeah. Like he's got a persona now on TV and he plays it really well. And he oh. is that. He is that when he's in that intense mode. So he's not tough. In game mode. Yeah, but he's, he's like, he has got a sense of humour. He's a funny mm. guy, man. Like he mm. used to make me laugh a lot. He, he's like, he was always part of the jokes in the training, training ground. Like if anyone done something wrong or messed about or messed up, he was like, he'll be one of the first ones to hammer him. Like so, and he he didn't mind being hammered himself. Is it true that the, on the first um, training session he passed you the ball, you took a bad touch, and he said thirty million? Uh. No, no, no. I didn't take a bad touch. I got the ball. The mad miss about it is that he, I got given the ball and I passed it to Gary Neville, who was on my team, and he turned and started screaming at me. I take risks. You ain't at West Ham or Leeds now. Nah. And I was like, right, I've just given it to a teammate. What are you talking about? I thought he was a madman. But I realised down the line that actually to win and mm. to be the best, you need to be able to just, you don't do just Bobby Basic all the time. You've got to be able to do something else and take a few risks. Mad. But so, I thought he was crazy. See? So going there to United, how much did that help you lift your level as a player, as an individual? Yeah, because you're training with like, serial winners every day. So I'm sitting there going, how, did he, how does he do that? How has he got five... Premier Leagues and so I'm, I'm sitting there just micro-analysing people like mm. to see who's doing what who's great at warm-ups who's great at re uh, recovery sessions who's great Scolzi's standard every day in training one of the top three players every day right so you, that's a consistency level every day there's a standard Ten Hag now I heard him the other day talking about it with their standards at this club now every day those standards obviously dropped recently right? mm-hmm to be the best, you can't have like you switch it on and off like a light switch. I'll play today, ch chill tomorrow, and then think Saturday comes, you're gonna go right. I put it on, and we're gonna we're gonna fire. Don't happen. See, growing up when I was young, and I used to look at Sir Alex Ferguson. I used to be scared, and there used to be stories of him throwing mm. boots at players and stuff. So mm. you you joining now? Did, was there any? Did you see any of that stuff? Any of that hair dryer stuff? Yeah, I was on the receiving end of quite a few, Ooh. if I'm honest. What, but the boots he, or the... No, the hairdryer. Oh. But he was... Um, no, when you first signed, you don't even know what to call him. Like, Sir Alex, boss, gaffer. What, what do I say? Like, <laughs> Lord. He's that, he's, yeah, he's that like... <laughs> do I speak? Like, it's mad. He's, like, speak, you feel sire? so... I don't know, he's got such an aura about him. Mm. It's when you first go there, especially. And he... he and, and to be fair, he's like he's such a, like, a kind, giving human being of time and getting to know you personally as a personality and a character and dealing with you the way it suits your character. That's, that was one of his best traits. He never dealt like, it wasn't a blanket approach to everybody. Everyone's tr treated the same. It's like, you might cry because if I shout, so I'm not going to shout at you too much, but I might shout at you to get a reaction out of him. Because if I shout at you, you might get scared and then think, I'm not going to do anything to do wrong. I'm going to up my levels. Like, he was mad. He was mad. Like, he'd look at everything like from a premeditated angle. It was crazy. He was doing he was doing the mental health stuff before anybody before his mental health was yeah. a thing, like and uh, looking at people and just working out where they are mentally is good. I can see why you, how you are as a character, like why you fit into United as well. Because mm. seeing that you really care about winning, like you're you are a bit of a serial winner, like a perfectionist it seems to me. Yeah, but you learn that. I don't think there ain't many that are born like that. Because mm. I keep hearing people say, "Oh, you're you're born." this or born that, it can be taught. I'm okay. a living proof of that. Like, I wasn't a natural leader from birth. I grew into that role. I wasn't a captain at Leeds, West Ham. Wasn't captain, I don't even think of the youth team. Then went to Leeds and became a captain. And then you grow into it. And then I went to Manchester United and you see other people, you, you're sitting there and watching Roy Keane. Do you mm. know what I mean? And thinking, okay, that's how he does this, that and the other. And then 
Gary Neville for a little bit, Giggsy for a bit, and then you become a voice in a change room, but you've, you've had to sit and analyse and work out and look at other people the way that they conduct themselves. And you work out the culture of the football club and you buy into it immediately. And then you, you learn to win, understand how to win, and then you help others through that process. Mm. And was it, obviously South London, you know, in London, it's not easy to grow up in a city. Was there any points where maybe you could have gone on a wrong path or been distracted? Yeah, but also being the, from South London and my environment that I grew up in, it was the best place to grow up mm. to prepare me to go into like Man United or something mm. like that, or to go into football, where it's like there's a lot of hard knock stories, there's a lot of like ups and downs, bumps in the roads that you've got to be ready to, to have. And the environment that I grew up in prepared me for that massively because it ain't all rosy. There's unbelievable great times and positivity, but there's also things where it can go wrong. And like you say, there's moments in your life where I know like there were friends of mine going and doing crazy stuff, but I, I had a, I, from a young age, I had a goal that I wanted to be a footballer. I wanted to be successful. And I had two parents at home that cared for me and they, they provided that discipline mm. as well where I was, if I brought police to my front door, it was over for me. Do you know what I mean? If there was any time that police was locking my door, my dad always said that to me, you're going to get in trouble, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But if police ever knock this door, beware. Legs were gone, worse than the penalties. Worse than penalties. But that discipline, obviously, everything. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I look back now and I'm thankful. Do you know what I mean? That's what I say to my kids. Like mm. discipline, what me and Kate put into them and, and the, the tellings off and whatnot. I know that they're going to be one day going, you know what, I'm happy my dad was like that. I needed a bit of that. Kate was like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, they're great kids though. I mean, mm. probably. So you know probably them, you've seen yeah, them. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. We used to call them again, you used to call them oh, uh, iTunes and yeah. iTunes and Simba. Simba, Simba. that's oh, it. That's what you call Legends. Them. Uh, well, yeah, United, man. Absolute legend there. They're doing well, obviously. Beat Arsenal, I think that's a big, it's a big rival. Oh, we're gonna, really going really to talk about it. Are you sorry. Arsenal fans? He's Arsenal. I, mean, I didn't know. He's uh, Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Burnley fan, man. He's Burnley, but obviously Arsenal, ex-Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are a fan of United, right? Yeah, You're yeah. You're a fan. Yeah, obviously, yeah. When, when Oli was there, I remember you had your moment, which I think everybody clipped for a while because you know, Oli's at the wheel. Do you know at that time, or some people were like, we won 14 in 16 games. You so probably like 85 to 90% of the fan base was saying what I was saying. It's just that I said it. And because you beat PSG as well. Yeah. You beat you PSG mean? and it got very In PSG. In PSG. That was, it was mad. But, you know, it didn't work out. That sort of got clipped. How does it feel now that it seems like you were sort of becoming the laughing stock again? You nearly got an out of it. It was looking like you were going deviating. I thought you'd have been right with a Vich coming. I, know, I would have loved it. Oh, see. I was about to get a shirt. But, <laughs> you know, he doesn't arrive. You end up getting Anthony. It seems like the level the, 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 the transfer window went from laughing stock to, oh, yeah, this is serious. It seems like only United can do that. Yeah, because the pulling power, the badge. That's mad. Yeah, but it's not it... as strong as it was. But like Casemiro mm -hmm. going from five Champions Leagues at Real Madrid, being comfortable there to going to Man United. Listen, I know there's going to be money involved that would sway him, I'm sure. But still, he's got to come to, he's got to think, I'm going to go to Man United. That, that's a big pull. I mean, Anthony getting him, we chased De Jong, that got put to the side. But then you've got Martinez as well at Malassia, and you're thinking, hold on a minute, the window's closed. Two games in, it's the same old story, embarrassing, but then all of a sudden he's had a little bit more time and now things are starting to look a little bit more steady. So mm. onwards and upwards, hopefully. But it seems like big, big switches, though. It's, like it's happened within a week where mm. Anato didn't come because fans were pissed off. Mm. Like they would have had him. say, I like it. No, I like it as well, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen a lot. It seems like United really has a different type of pressure. But you need to have a lot of fans to do that. True. No disrespect, Arsenal. That, that, I mean, yeah. don't worry. United, 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 okay, they'll be back. We'll be, they'll be back. It seems in terms to, to what the, the start of the season, you'll be back. This is just, oh. yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, you mean back to the? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> We're feeling good about Ten Hag. It seems like I just think that he's brought discipline. I just like some of the sound bites I hear from him. Like mm. he's buying. He one one of the best things I heard that he said was after the window closed. I'm oh, happy with the players that he bought. He said, yeah, no, no, I'm happy with the people that I've bought not just the players, the people. And I think it's a big, I was asking where's the character, where's the personalities in the team? When the chips are down, who's there to fight, etc., and lead the dressing room? And he's bought, it seems, good characters. Casemiro's obvious one. Martins, we didn't know too much, but what you see at the moment, well, he's a good character, the right sort you want in, in war, etc., in, in games. So Anthony looks like he, he wants to, to be the main man and he's enjoying the limelight one game, but 
you can see he, he had one moment in the game, scored, that's top level. But it's um, the right the right noises are coming out at the moment. Mm. And beating Arsenal, it was good. It was mm. a good game. And when are you going to convince Nemanja Vidic to come to the UK and just give everybody interviews? What's he doing? Where, where is he? What's he doing? He's apparently He's back in, back in Serbia. He finished his career in Milan and then he went back to Serbia now. He's, um, he's there. I don't, know, I don't know exactly what he's doing. He's been guarded with the information that he gives because you know I'll say it. So, um, oh, is it? So he's, um, he's, uh, he's, he's guys. What a man. Great yeah. guy. Yeah, great guy. But yeah, we're going we're, um, we're gonna to do something. Just he's got to get back to England and see him when I see him. I said, when you go back home, like when you go back to Serbia, I, I went. And every time I go, I'm like, I might as well stay. Mm. There's something about when you go back, I don't know if it's like you feel home there mm. or whatever it is. You're like, oh, is I it a nice country? It's intriguing. <laughs> well, that's a different answer than I was expecting. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think nice, it's beautiful, it has its beautiful parts. I mean, it's a, it's a tough country, but it has a lot of, I'd say, soul and heart. I think mm. a lot of the people from there are, are, are driven by that. There's mm. a lot of socialising, there's a lot of coffees. family time, a lot of coffees, a lot of cigarettes. Mm. I don't know if Village smokes cigarettes, but no, no. <laughs> we are the consummate pro. Didn't really highest drink. cigarette smoking population is in it? Europe. 40% of the population smoke. Wow. Apparently. And Vida is one of the 60%. Apparently not. I think it's higher than 40. Like people smoke. Mm. We smoke indoors still. Is it? Like I'll go to no a restaurant. Rules. Have no rules. That's like, yeah, I mean, you know, back in the day, you used to go to a rave or something like that. People you used to have to inside. hang your t shirt before you yeah. took it back oh. to the shop to give it and back to them. It's, it's got that element of, <laughs> you know, element of East and West, you know, it's sort of the, the middle ground of yeah, the yeah. clash of cultures. Pass through, the pass through. Path, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, it's an interesting place. Uh, I could go on about it for ages. Mm. A lot of meat. Like grilled meat. Oh, I love Have that. you been? I love that. No, no, but I love, I love, I love them barbecue oh, meat. You need bites. to go. Out. I, bro, I beg you, just go. I want to visit Vida to take me on a tourist like, that, like visit. I feel like, yeah, do it, man. Message him, like, take me to Serbia, South yeah. Slovakia. He's asked me enough times, but I've just never had the time. He's that poet with me. I want that poet come with me, bro. The poet come with you? That hasn't been yet. Poet would love it. I'll I'll go, go, I'll go love it, it. What's the music like there? Um, we have a lot of that. Yeah, that's not me. A bit of that. A lot of. Uh, it's not even with that. No. A lot no, of turbo yeah. folk, which is like you know, we have like a lot of trumpets as well. Mm. A lot of. Um, I don't know if it's your vibe really, but you. Know, your know. vibe is. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is more instruments and twos. No, I, I like my. I like everything, all music, but I, I don't. I don't. Wait. Yeah, I don't like like I don't like the techno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> But I like most music, to be fair. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get you down there, man. I think, yeah. One Specs day, you can play, maybe. Oh, and I, you can I play, DJ. I, I, play, I play everything. I play house. I play, you know, I like techno. I love everything. But right, imagine around the pool. Like, uh, uh, you got any like rooftop bars and stuff like that we could just <laughs> like, take great. over? One time I remember I was at a party in LA. Uh, Man United, you know, all day. That was pretty fun. Was that there? You weren't, you know. It was all the... Uh, Mourinho, when Mourinho, Mourinho was there. Was, I saw yeah. Mourinho and everything. I was like, Wouldn't wow. have been the same vibe then. Yeah, they were all a bit... Yeah, we used to take over places. Bro. Yeah, it didn't feel. We used to go nuts on tour. <laughs> Is it? Oh, unreal. <laughs> you go on tour with a team. I don't know what they're like now, but you'd always, every single tour you'd go on, you'd take some casual clothes. Not just your tracksuit and your Man United mm. affiliate stuff. You'd take like a pair of jeans, jeans, a pair of trainers, and a shirt or something like that to make sure we'll get a night out somewhere. <sighs> Unbelievable. All right. Talking about things he loves. Mm-hmm. So, what things he doesn't love? Mm-hmm. The haunted one. This is the kit that haunts you. That's mm. left an imprint in your memory. You cannot get rid of, but not in the best way. Man City home kit 2011 mm. 12. Yeah, they dealt with us. Right. Aguero, innit? Aguero moment. When you guys beat Sunderland 1 0. Yeah. What, what was that like when you're at Sunderland? Stadium of Light. It was one of the maddest mm. moments. Like we, we we do our part, we win, mm. and the game finishes. And normally a game finishes right, everyone's finished, and we're going. What's the score over there? What's the score? Oh, they're drawing or they're losing, whatever. And you for that couple of seconds, we've got it. We've won. We've won. They can't score. We've won. We've won. We've won. And then all of a sudden, the Sunderland fans start. The news comes around. You can hear them. Some of the Sunderland fans all cheering. And that moment when they cheered was like, boy, it was like, you do, I wouldn't give that feeling to anyone. Really? Like, just take, taking like something you've given like a year's worth of work to, like the intensity that goes with it and what that, you know what the feeling's like when you win it, it's there in your hands and then it just falls through. 
And I'll never forget the manager's team talk after we went in. Obviously, everyone's down and the room's just quiet. Everyone, a few people swearing and kicking things and whatnot. And then you're sitting down and the manager's sitting down. And he goes, listen, like you experienced ones, you'll, you'll, you'll get through this. But all you young ones, and he was going around naming them, remember, all of you remember this moment. Remember their fans. Remember them Sunderland fans who've got nothing to play for here. And they're laughing at you and cheering. And that was it. Go and enjoy your summer. I was like, that was like, you're running in pre-season, you're on holiday in pre-season, you know, all you're thinking about is ramming that back down their throat. I mean, I think we won the league next year. So it's a mad, mad moment. Powerful words from Yeah, it is. I mean, because I, mm. I, I remember, that was Man City's first yeah. title ever. But I'm growing up watching Man City, especially the Sean Gore days, and when they used to play main road, they wasn't even in the league. So it was just like, you had, Man, you had you know, Manchester United dominating for years and all of a sudden their rivals had won. Like, as an Arsenal fan, I can't have Tottenham, mm. even when they got to the Champions League final. Mm. I said if they win it, nobody would ever see me ever Hibernation, again. Yeah, I yeah. can't have that. So mm, for me, yeah. it was just like... It was mad because when I first signed for United, mm. Man City were nothing. They weren't even yeah. like, on your radar. Oh, they're, they're local rivals, but like, they're never going to win anything. Shut up. They might beat us, but they're not going to win the league. They beat us. It doesn't mean we're not winning the league. We, they beat us and they get bragging rights for, for a couple of days, but we're going to win the league. Mm -hmm. So it was like nothing. And then all of a sudden they got that injection of money and they start building and it's like, actually, they're here to stay. And when Robinho joined out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Like Robinho in the FA Cup. The big one was when Tevez went there from us. I mean, that was one of the most, at that moment I was like, rough. Because I knew how good he was. We knew exactly how, what player they were getting. Like, mad. So what was your reaction like when you find that Tevez is, is going to the ops. Yeah, yeah, we was like, <laughs> no, like, at the time I was like, this guy don't understand the rivalry. What's he doing? But at the same time, I knew the, the, the story behind it. Like, he wanted to sign the contract for Man United well before that time ago. Man United delayed and didn't come to him and he just thought, and the kind of guy he is, I respected him in the end for it because he just said, you know what, you disrespected me, don't care what you offer me, I'm not signing. And I remember David Gill, the chairman at the time, asked me to ring him and speak to him and speak to his agent and try and tell him, listen, the club want to sign you. And he, I remember his agent saying to me, Rio, doesn't matter what money they offer him, he won't sign. He feels he's been disrespected, so that's it. So I thought, as much as I'm disappointed, I respect him. I feel like that made like the, the, the derby now. Yeah, the rivalry come the, again. Yeah, it's that he more heated now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the most heated game you played in from, from what you remember with, with, with uh, Man City? The most heated game? They weren't really heated, it was weird. We didn't, mm. I think that was the beginning of the era of becoming a bit more placid. Right. And not passive, but it wasn't, as, it, wasn't yeah, like the, yeah. it wasn't like the rivalry we had with Liverpool yeah. or the mm. rivalry that we had with Arsenal mm. when Vieira and that were there. Or even later than that, after that, we used to have it and like, there'd be tear-ups in the tunnel and things like that. But like, it never got to that with City. I don't know why. Maybe because of the history, innit? Maybe because of their cabinet. I don't know. Yeah, and the characters good. as well. Like there was just people that just and and don't forget they had a lot of foreign players in their team at City. Whereas like Liverpool, their their core was English. Their main players were English who made sure they dro they drove that culture. They understood the history between the teams. You know what I mean? Arsenal, yeah, they were foreign players, etc. But created their own type of rivalry through needle and stuff like that as well. So different. So what was it like going back to Leeds? With United. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously you're you're there. You're, mm. I know they wasn't that Yeah, I, I didn't know. So it's mad. When you're a, a, from London, mm -hmm. you don't really understand all right. the rivalries. You know, mm -hmm. oh, there's a rivalry there, but you don't mm -hmm. know levels. And I Leeds went, and Man United's rivalry, right? Yeah, Leeds and Man United is a mad rivalry. Like, I didn't know. I, 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 when I got there, it was like, I didn't even know that, like, oh, Rio, like, you're making a big decision to go Leeds. Like, I mean, to go Man United from Leeds because their fans will hate you. And I, I didn't even think about that. Because I didn't know it was that much. Mm. I didn't like them, but I didn't know it was like to the core. Mm. When I signed and when I knew, I had a bar. Only just opened in, in Leeds. I opened a bar, yeah. And when I signed for Man United, one of the well, head of the police rang me. I don't know how he got my number, but he rang me after I'd signed for, for Man United. A couple of days later and said, just to let you know, I'd advise you don't open your bar. If you open your bar, there'll be people coming down, they'll mash it up, we've heard, we've got intel, they'll be looking to destroy your place. So that place got just put to sleep straight away, never opened again, dormant, gone. So that was like, 
And then I started understanding it. And then when we went back with Man United the first time, we actually got beat 1-0, I think. Um, I had to have police escort to get into the ground because where the bus used to park to get into the ground, you have to walk a little bit and like, pff, madness, crazy. Yeah, that's why you have to you have to check your moves with Ivory. I remember I'm a foot manager. I was <laughs> this guy. You plug in football. Have you got a deal? Soon, <laughs> soon, man. But I was managing um, Ipswich Town. Yeah. I'll never forget this. Who are you playing? And I'm trying to buy Timo Puki from Norwich. Yeah. I think, What's going on? I'm, I'm offering five mil in the championship. I'm offering big money. Yeah. No, 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 no. Would never join my team. I've gone and googled it. Ipswich and Norwich, yeah, big rivalries. 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 You don't know. You got to know. You got to know logistics and where people are, man. Yeah, the big mirrors, like the one on the trucks. Yeah, yeah. My mirrors. I need my my mirrors need to be bigger, man. <laughs> <laughs> His glasses ain't seeing nothing, man. <laughs> but you won six titles, hmm. Premier League titles with United. That's a lot of titles. Hmm. Was there one that? Probably the one? first, isn't it? Because like I was twenty-four, so you start thinking twenty-four, like in football terms, rough. Probably half, almost halfway through That's my rough. career. I'm thirty, bro. And then to, to win the first one, was, I'll never forget it. Arsenal were playing Leeds, funnily enough. Leeds beat Arsenal. That means we won the league without kicking a ball at the end. Mm. And party was mad. Lost my credit card that week, everything. Madness. <laughs> credit card gone. Yeah, gone. <laughs> Someone found you. Having a mad spend up. <laughs> Crazy. Probably for a good good thing because it was just like it was getting blasted. Yeah? Oh. Was that I, the... we, would, we were going out. Sorry, that was on a Sunday. All of us met up on the Sunday, smashed. And I went out Monday, Tuesday, oh. Wednesday, Thursday. We played Everton on the Saturday. And I remember Waza, Wayne Rooney, running past me in the game and went, wow, you stink of alcohol. It's like, yeah, you would as well if you'd have done what I've done. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was mad, but I was just, I was playing on just a high, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it's different though, isn't it, when you play at United and go out in Manchester and when you go out in Leeds and, and London as well in some way, I guess. Is Leeds is unbelievable now. Was when you're a Leeds now? player, is it? Wow, one of the best. Because it's a one club city, so everywhere you go, you're loved and adored. Dorman ain't giving you no jib. In Manchester, I could go and there's a city fan on the door. Don't know what's gonna happen. Okay, mm. you know what I mean? They not that in, and I'm like, hold on a minute. But then in Manchester, also we was a team dominating as well. You could go in your club tracksuit and get in anywhere. That was a madness. Yeah, take liberties. Was there one night out that you remember with the team that you're like, that's the best night out? It was always the, um, when we used to win something. Like when, when we used to win the, like the league, we'd go out and we used to go, we'd always go to a pub called The Grapes. It's like Coronation Street. Take over the pub. Then all of a sudden, fans would hear we were in there and they'd come in and we'd have mad sing songs. All the players' songs are getting sung, like madness. We to join the club and win the league somehow. You Ask, do it. You do it sometimes. Nineteen years, you ain't done it, have you? Uh, I mean, you're a championship manager. I, I don't. It's hard for me to win leagues. So I always start in the championship and then work my way up. But so you said like, when I win the league cup, like everyone in the house is getting <laughs> a rocky DJ set. Yeah, straight on. they're getting something. You know what I mean? Growing up, players like you, Maldini, Ledley King, Sol Campbell, for me, the best defenders ever. Talk to me how you're handling Erlen Hallam today. Well, it's me and Vida together. We're used to handling 1v1. I'd normally be playing against Burkamp and Henri or Torres and Gerrard or Hasselbank and Good Johnson or Toro Andre Flo or Dion Dublin and Duras Vassell or Niall Quinn and Phillips, etc. So I got one man to deal with. I think Haaland would, would live, in, live in our era easily. He'd be one of the top strikers. Kane, top strikers. But then when you start going to the next level, Underneath them, in our era, there was better strikers. There was the depth was there was more, more to deal with, and we was playing one against one most of the time, four four two. Now they got one striker and two wingers who are out wide who the fullbacks are taking care of. But you look at you look at Brentford when Brentford play teams, they mm. give centre halves a test. Why? Play two strikers. Yeah, totally Stri- yeah. The, the centre halves nowadays aren't used to playing against two strikers. It's normally like you take him, I sweep, or I'll take him, you sweep. Mm-hmm. Imagine physically, just think about it physically, you having to play me against you for 90 minutes. Now they're getting breathers. Centre are getting breathers, they're coming off not sweating. Back mm. in our day, if you came off not sweat, sweating like I did, it was a feat. It was like, wow, how's he doing that? Mm. Yeah, 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 systems. Systems, system overrides every individual now. Like data as well. Yeah, yeah like, like I don't care what goes on, Pep Guardiola's team, it's got a function and, certain, and all the players have to play their role to suit the structure of the team. 
It ain't, oh, I've bought J Jack Grealish and you can come in and be the maverick you were at Villa. No, 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 hold the wing now. You might not see the ball for 20 minutes, but you've got to hold it because that's the structure of the team. And Jack's probably sitting there in his head thinking, I'm used to being able to go where, where the hell I want. What's all mm. this sticking out, staying out air wide? That's why his numbers are different. So the last of the named one, that one player you have in the back of your top, and you've gone with uh, the Argentina home kit, 1986. That was the year I was born. Uh, I should have said that for the camera, but it's not rules. Yeah, and it's Maradona. Diego Armando Maradona. Diego, oh, you know the middle name as well? Yeah, bruv, you got to know it. That's when I was a kid, mate. Remember we talk about the VHS, I had yeah. all the videos. Well, my mate did, Ahmed and Stefan, they had all the videos. We used to watch them. He was the man. He, he was the man before Messi and Ronaldo and the Brazilian Ronaldo. I'm sorry, man, I'm going to have to say this for you, man. I, listen, I'm not here to disrespect the legend, but if you score with your hand, mm. that's mm. cheating. Imagine the imagination to do that, though. That was in that kit as well. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is it in this kit? Yeah, yeah. The no sponsor, no? No sponsor. Iconic the like national team. Iconic. It's a national team kit, bro. Looking for a sponsor. <laughs> Imagine wearing that now, like a bit of a fashion thing like now. Mm, easily. That would easily run. But what a player. I mean, I look at highlights now and you go, mm. he is a, he's the Messi before Messi. It's like yeah, Messi's like, reincarnated he, in Maradona. Yeah. He d obviously, listen, he didn't do the numbers that a Messi would do or anything like but that. the flair. But the flair, the impact in, in big moments. When he won the World Cup, he basically done it on his own. He had a good team, don't get me wrong, but like he was the stardust. Mm. He was doing things at that time that you're thinking, wow, how are you doing? Imagine we had the, the, the ability to see all the moments like we get to now, the footage we get now in them times. Don't forget, this man was doing stuff that Messi's doing now, like the moments, like taking people and doing things that make you put your hand on your head, yeah, mm. on pitches that would never, ever, ever see the light of day now. Kid, our kids that play now would look at the pitches he played and say, I refuse to play. Mm. It's not right. It's not good enough. There's too many holes. There's too many bumps. The football weighed a ton. The kit was heavy. He was, he was five foot four. He should not be allowed to do what he'd done. But you know what? Uh, I think he had it a bit easy, though. I don't remember. Don't he remember, was getting, you know? People, you were allowed to tackle around earlobes. Yeah, you could, you could tackle. You could tackle, take but... a man out here and get one of them. Not a yellow card, you get one of them. She first, she first and last. <laughs> but what defenders was he going past? That's what I'm saying. He wasn't, it's not like he was going past Berezi. Oh, he's only a Berezi. Did he go past Berezi? Yeah, man, he won the league. He did with Napoli. And there's like a great... Um, the, 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 the great Arrigo Saki or, or, and Capello maybe teams mm -hmm. that he played against, defensively. No, he was he's he was elite, incredible. bro. I don't think he would have got past Des Walker or Rio Ferdinand. No, this is my opinion, anyway, so but it's still a legend. Out of Maradona, Messi, Ronaldo, who are we going for? And just nostalgic. I just love. I just love Diego. Maradona, I, I, I feel like you have to go nostalgic. Maradona. And plus, he lived a life. He done it the way that everybody would dream to do it. The way Cristiano <laughs> does it and Messi do it. They're teetotal. Yeah. They're straight as you like. They're professional. They don't let anything deviate from what they're doing. That's why they've lasted 15, almost 20 years at the top doing what they're doing. This guy had a three-year period, four-year period where he was the best on the planet, bar none. Yeah, there was And he lived he was... a life like he was like he was like a rock star. That's why he had everything that you just thought, rah, he's like one of us. Mm -hmm. That's what everyone saw. That's why I think people loved him. They love Gaza. They love Canada because they see a bit of like that recklessness that most people... The humanity. Have, yeah, it's real. How was Ronaldo though when he comes to that first training session? Was he imperfect? Did you not give him a bit of no? He got if you ask him, he got booted, man. Yeah. Like, was he doing all that with him? Yeah, skill, man. He was a, he was a, he was an entertainer. It's mad because the Ronaldo that people have seen the last four, five, six years ain't the Ronaldo that came to no, Man United. Mm -hmm. He was a showman. Mm. You people come to the stadium going, I have come to see Ronaldo get me off my seat today. That's what it was like. Now, the back end of his career, he was like, I'm coming to see him a moment in the game where he, def he decides the game. Whereas before it was like, he could give you five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten moments in a game because it's just pure skill. He might score, he might sit, but it was just about making someone look stupid. He wanted to embarrass people. He was a joke, man. Unbelievable player. But he got, he got it kicked out of him or he got kicked enough in training and drilled enough in training by us that got him to a place where he understood that actually end product overrides everything as well. You can entertain to a certain extent, but you need the end product. Mm. And he left as the best player in the world. But with Ronaldo, he's obviously, you know, this season, been relegated to the bench at mm. the moment. Obviously, age, you know, maybe 
the Prem, how it's changed as well. How do you think he's feeling right now? How would he be taking that? He'll be pissed. He, he won't, won't be happy. Like, but you don't get to do what he's done over that period of time and, and, and be happy and, and content to be on the bench at any point or not to be getting the numbers that you want to be getting. So, but he'll be professional. He'll be focused about, because he'll know his time's going to come. You ain't, mm. you ain't doing what he's done without knowing that you're going to get an opportunity at some point and then you're going to blast off. I think that's what will happen. Yeah. Would you, if you're a manager, what would you do? Bench or play? Start? Well, he hasn't had a pre-season, so I understand why he's not playing. And Marcus Rashford is scoring and assisting goals at the moment. So I understand why he's still staying in the team. Um, and the team is the overriding factor now at the moment, the way May United have been have started the season. So now they need to make sure the team is doing the right things and forget about individuals. And obviously Casemiro is a big signing, ain't playing. Mm. Ronaldo isn't playing. But their time will come. And then when their time comes, I think they'll both stay in the team. Just think, I just think that'll be the case and the manager will shift it about. Rio, man. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, yeah. man. I've enjoyed it. Give us some great insight. That was uh, stripped, brought to you by William Hill. Again, that's my line. I'm sorry, 18 plus, <laughs> gamble responsibly. <laughs> Have a nice. A big up to our people. Our classic football shirts for sending in all the wonderful shirts you've seen on today's show. Ooh.